Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The salary cap is real if you believe in it. And are we really going to consider Miles Garrett's playoff game a disappointment? How do we evaluate pass rushers in today's NFL? It's all in the latest edition of the Emerging Podcast Scene presented by Extend Technology live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10.15 on 92.3 The Fan Extra and always on the free Odyssey app at 92.3thefan.com. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Tone, how you doing? It's podcast time. Podcast time. Go ahead. What was your Miles Garrett thought? Go. Uh, That I don't know how to break down a pass rusher anymore. It, the elite pass rushers, I don't know how to break them down anymore in uh, the sport of football. I don't know how to put one against the other. I don't know how to say, hey, this guy's better than this guy. Yeah. Hey, Bosa's better than Watt, or Watt's better than Garrett, or Garrett's better than Micah Parsons. It comes to opinion. I don't it, know how it, to do it anymore. It becomes opinion. We look for stats, and the stat that is measuring everybody is sacks. Um, so here's what I saw I know, yesterday. I know what you saw yesterday. Yeah. Tell everybody. So this you were is involved good. in a conversation uh, with some Browns fans yep. uh, and some Browns podcasters. There's a man named Quinn who's on, uh, who's on YouTube. Yeah. Nice man. I, I've never met him personally, but he's very yeah, he's nice to me on nice, the internet. Nice following. Yeah. I, uh, I saw him say, hey, any Browns fans who are still like harboring whatever against Miles Garrett, trying to make it sound like he's not good enough. Or whatever, it's craziness, which of course we agree. Show stances that we think Miles Garrett is the defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. and he was just voted mm-hmm. by the by the by the NFL writers, yeah. right? Yeah, the defensive player of the year, which is a good omen because almost every year, dating back like thirty years, whoever wins that also wins defensive player of the year by the AP. So this is all trending in the right direction. He was favored at the end of the year in Vegas. So he was the guy that Vegas thought, despite the fact he only had one sack over the last seven, eight, nine weeks, I don't know what it was, he was still favored to win it. So I do think he's going to win it. We are excited about him winning it. And this is a big legacy thing. Uh, I also said it's probably his turn to win it. You didn't really respond to that on Twitter. I mean, on uh, text message. Uh, and I, I know. Well, peop- I just thought it was a show topic, and we were going to yeah, talk about it later. Maybe pe- I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, maybe people think that's a shot, like he's undeserved. Guys, a lot of this is a card game, uh-huh. and so he'll say something, and I just won't say mm-hmm. anything until we do it on the show because yeah, I don't want him to. For the show. I don't want him to prepare in case it turns into a debate. Well, it is his turn to win it, right? Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt has won it. Uh, obviously, Aaron Donald has won it a couple of times. Who won it two years ago? Was it Bosa? Nick Bosa? I think yeah, it was probably. So. Micah Parsons, it's his turn next year. That's kind of how this works. It probably shouldn't work like that. But in the NBA, that's how we do MVPs nowadays. Yeah, it is whose turn turn. it is, yeah. Hey, you know what? This would get really old if we just give it to LeBron every year. You know, um, (laughs) Michael Jordan was winning it, and then they're like, hey, got to give it to somebody else. Jokic won it this year, right? Carl Malone, yeah. Really think he deserved it this year. I don't think it was a turn taking. And guess whose turn it is? Yeah. Well, no, wait a second. 
Um, yeah, Joel Embiid. Joel, oh, Embiid. Joel Embiid will win it this year. Joel Embiid will absolutely win it this year if he plays enough games. Oh, that's which right. Is the yeah, new, you got to have the, the what, new 65 game threshold. And he's in jeopardy. Yeah. Right now, he's on pace to play like 62 or yeah. 63 games. So part Pop of that is that fans don't want to hear that. They want it to be a meritocracy. Uh, but Miles Garrett did, in, in not just our estimation, PFF, which is just one way to, to rank these guys, but they certainly loved Miles Garrett, even when he wasn't getting sacks. But in response to the conversation you joined yesterday, mm-hmm. it got me thinking that we can't really, as a, as, a, as a fan base, as just sports fans and football fans in general, we can't really evaluate pass rushers the same way we do quarterbacks. Because I saw what was being said, which was, hey, I know he didn't get a sack the last six or seven weeks, but that's because he was double teamed and triple teamed and they were chipping at him. And I'm like, why? I assume all the all the great pass rushers and, and you know the other teams are game planning against him. Mm-hmm. I assume every team game plans against Micah Parsons and TJ Watt. Nick Bosa and TJ Watt. Now, there are also stats that say Miles Garrett over the last three years has faced more double teams, more triple teams. Um but obviously, yes, teams are game planning against Miles Garrett. I imagine teams are game planning against TJ Watt. I imagine teams are game planning against all these guys. So when will we ever be able to say Miles Garrett just had a bad football game? TJ Watt has bad games. Uh, the game Michael against Parsons the Dolphins, has bad games. The game against the Dolphins a couple years ago. Why well, would he look like he had a foot out the door? Yeah, right. That was a weird. It was a very they ugly got torched. scene. They got torched yeah. in that game. And there was, by, by the way, the Bailey Zappi game. I thought uh, that yeah. was another one that seemed yeah. like, eh, it wasn't just Miles, it was everybody else. So my question to anybody, even if you're the biggest Miles Garrett fan, and it would be if you're a big TJ Watt fan, whatever, how would you ever just come away from a game and say, yeah, he didn't play a good game? When a quarterback plays a bad game, you know it. You know it. You see it. You feel it. Your well, team's offense struggles through it. You see the the quarterback rating. You see the EPA. Uh, slash CPOED or whatever the hell it is. COPD. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a condition. Oh. You you see all the different ways that you can um, truly evaluate a quarterback. Right now I'm being told if Miles Garrett doesn't have a sack, it's not a bad game. If Miles Garrett is just double team, triple team because they throw the ball quick against them. It's not them, necessarily it's not a, bad game. a bad game. So then we're just really not ever going to say Miles Garrett or Basically. any dominant pass rusher has a bad game. Well, there because... You have to look past, and I don't think, I think the vast majority does not watch football the way that, uh, it just sounds so elitist and terrible, I hate to say it like this, but you really got to learn to watch football in a different way. It's the same way you taught me how to watch basketball. No, actually, I, I hate to say it like you you did. John Ellawood taught me how to watch basketball. Where it's like, you're just watching the guy with the ball that's not watching yeah. basketball. You're watching basketball, but you're not learning anything mm-hmm. about the game. And uh, John Ellenwood taught me how to do that. Him and Jared Ronay and uh, Ronay and uh, Ben Gunn. Credit to all of them. Ashland University. Uh, and it's helped me with the game. But I think that the majority of people, and I mean the vast majority of people, they watch the ball and the ball only. If you are not hitting the person with the ball, if you are not knocking the ball out of someone's hand, yep. if you are not carrying the ball or catching the ball, or carrying the ball into the end zone, or catching into the end zone, then you are, then I hate to sound like Freddie here, but you don't matter. And so if they don't see Miles Garrett doing any of those things, then he is, quote, disappeared in the game. 
And then you have to go. And I can't sit there. I do not have the time to sit on Twitter and do cut-ups. That's what film gurus do. Okay? I'm not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not disrespecting their time. They have the time for it. I don't. They can go and get this, get all the video and all the cut-ups and go and show you what was happening to Miles Garrett in certain plays at certain times. And by the way, you always have to kind of remind yourself to not wa- just watch the ball. Yeah, I know. And that's why like film, actually watching film can be so GD tedious. Because if you've ever said, I mean high school, and some guys forget it, some guys don't play, like you never played high school. I don't think you, I, I'm not accusing you of anything. Have you ever sat in on a film session? I actually have. Okay, so you probably have, know what this is about. No, it's just because I knew a bunch of coaches. That's why. It is rewound and started and rewound and started. It would be very boring over to most people. And over and over again. Yes, and the only way you get ever, you, it's always you give up and you leave so much more to see because you have, you have to go do other things. And that's high school. It is rewound and started constantly because you are watching. If you're a coach, you break it all. The, the head coach is trying to see anything. The positional coaches are watching their positions. Mm. Then you're starting to watch what caused what other things happened yeah. and where you're going to make adjustments or where you're going to yell at somebody or praise somebody or whatever it is, whether or not they did their assignment. And even that to some football coaches seems to be too generic, but I have to move on from my own expediency. I'm going to ask an uncomfortable question. Go ahead. Did Miles Garrett have a poor performance in the playoff game against C.J. Stroud in Houston? He got the rid of the ball very, very quickly. They did. I'm gonna say it was like the fan. I'll def- say it's. I'll say it was C work. So I defended him when we came on on Monday because yeah. that was a new talking point that we hadn't had all year because he was so good all year and the defense was so dominant all yeah. year. The talking point was Miles Garrett didn't show in the biggest game of the year, and I said, "Well, actually, you know what? Good. Well, actually, is always fun. Well, actually." Uh, the Houston Texans got rid of the ball faster than any team that week in the NFL. So clearly, they understood the assignment when it comes to this mm-hmm. facing that defensive line mm-hmm. and Miles Garrett. And they also didn't move him around that much. And again, I was still wondering about the shoulder. And there is such a thing. There are some guys that just get people. Joe Thomas, the best to play the position in our generation. I know you're arguably the best to ever do it. Khalil Mack mm-hmm. always gave him trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did not play against each other very much, but Joe will say he'll admit it to anybody who asks. Khalil Mack was very, very difficult. Now, the the territory that draws in with some of the greatest pass rushers of all time playing in this generation, and the guys that gave Joe no problem whatsoever. Khalil Mack, who's also one of the better pass rushers of this generation, best pass rushers of this generation, uh, gave him fits. And I'm willing to say Look that at what Miles did against the, Trent Williams, the, by the way. Y- yes. I'm willing to say the empirical evidence would show us by now they've met each other enough that Laramie Tunsil just seems to give him problems. He's the one guy. There's something yeah. about it where guys just match up. They match up well, and it kind of goes towards Laramie Tunsil. Now, some people are going to try to disagree with that. That's fine. I'm. This is me willing to admit it. Okay, but when we bring up triple teams and double teams, I mean, hell, they were doing that with Bosa at Ohio State. Why didn't he do this? And they showed video, literally, against Illinois of three guys blocking Joey. Was it Joey? I think it was Joey. Um, like there is, there is always a situation where we're not going to let ninety-five beat us, or we're not going to let ninety beat us, or we're not going to let ninety-seven beat us, or eleven beat us. It's just the way it goes. And so you have to, as that player, because everybody knows how good you are, you need to. You need to get past that. And so in the Texans game, 
He wasn't he wasn't LT, but he wasn't garbage. I think he was playing hurt. I but I too. knew I, I knew too. when he didn't get a sack. His, he had, I think he had a pressure in the first yeah. half, and that was about it. I knew when he wasn't going to get a. I didn't feel he was going to get a sack, especially when that game got out of, out of hand. Um, I knew I was going to start seeing it on Twitter, and I did disappearing. And there are. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. There are a couple of me- media members out there that love to uh, text me. Which and is where's Miles? Where's Miles? It's bizarre where's, because they won't say it on their has, uh, stations or in their yeah, prints. Of course, but of course not. Of they course love not. to text me about it. Well, because they know they're going to get killed, and they should get killed because it's a, know, it's a ridiculous. Not literally get killed, but get killed in the argument. It's Thank a you. ridiculous position to have because these guys don't grow on trees. Yeah, we've got one of the guys, and those guys again are Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt. Uh, Max Crosby has entered the conversation over the last few years. People want to put Josh Allen. That guy is a Raider. God yeah, in yes. heaven is Max Crosby a Raider. People want to put Josh Allen um, up there. I'm not. Ra- He's been good. He's not Miles Garrett. And so I think there are four Man, guys. Josh Allen is really good. He is good. You got you to look at Will Anderson too. That guy, he, that guy's he, he he he's got a future. He, he, is, he yeah. is he is something else. Well, he was a big time draft pick, right? Did yeah, he they go me- number. F- well, they, remember they got ripped. They moved up for him, Four and they overall? got ripped for moving up for him. And Ooh. now, who looks like an idiot now? But there are not just the amount of guys out there in the league. They don't. The, you, every team needs a great pass rusher, and then every team needs, in combination with that, needs another strong pass rusher, mm-hmm. and. That doesn't grow on trees, as you see. We tried really hard to find somebody to pair with Miles Garrett for years. Um, I, it seemed like this year was the closest we had to get it fixed. Yep. My, yeah, it's it's a um, it's a it's always going to be a uh, it's always going to be an argument with Miles. Uh, Miles looks like a like a comic book character. And looks like he should have thirty sacks in a in a season. It really does seem like. But, how does he not get that yeah. many? But that works against him with some Browns fans who are like, "Well, you're the biggest guy. You added the spin move. Now why don't you get a sack on every play?" And I'll tell and you, it just to me shows an ignorance of how the sport actually works. It just it go it coincides. He he has thirteen sacks. It looks like he's going to cruise to twenty yeah. this year. Oh my god! And then he only gets one more. Sa- I know technically you you want to give him another one with the Jacksonville thing, but. Um, you know, he only gets one more credited sack, and it's like, guys, this this lines right in with the with the injuries. But he's seven years into his career, and I don't think people want to give him that excuse anymore. And he's not making that excuse, especially last year with the whole car situation. I, I think that he's been very cognizant of that, uh-huh. very sensitive to it. But I, I, with Miles, I think you're right. I, I think that some of it. Okay, we know what a great game is, and if he had four sacks in a game, great game. And he's done it. Okay. I mean, he's had he's had monstrous games. But what constitutes that Colts game? By the way, holy cow! What constitutes a bad game? And I would say if he wasn't, if he's not getting any pressure, if he if he if he looks like he's walking around out there, if yeah. he's not playing that much, if he is just being stopped, if he's not creating opportunity, if he's getting beat one on one, you know that's not good. Which just doesn't happen though. It will eventually because he'll get older. Yeah, Von Miller. Boy, uh, Father Von Time, Miller was missing. Father Time hit Von yep. Miller in a big way, and yep. that guy, that guy was so good. Who was, yep. who was, uh, got up in years and helped Peyton Manning win the Super Bowl in Denver? Demarcus Ware. Yeah, yeah, and but so some guys can do it in a playoff setting. Troy's best player ever. You only have a few games 
left in your career to really make uh, then those guys come out of the woodwork and it's amazing it's actually pretty cool to see mm -hmm. um when you really need one that's actually why i'm it's too bad miles didn't get a chance to keep the season going because as the stakes get higher i feel like miles as long as he was healthy was going to be able to do it maybe he just wasn't healthy mm -hmm. but watch um i know you're not going to enjoy it watch san francisco this week watch bosa why wouldn't like, i enjoy it? well just because I know you're not necessarily fans of fans of the family. <laughs> so, Wait, which one? Well, just the family oh, in general. Oh, I don't care about the yeah. Boses. I thought you were talking about the other one. Oh, you had another one? I'm just not a Kyle okay. Shanahan guy. Oh, okay. Well, Mitch yeah. was. Mitch, I think has something to say. Go ahead. Do you no, have something to say? No, I was. I, we were kind of talking about Boses the other day, but yeah, I wanted to put those two in the conversation, Joey and Nick, among the top defensive guys that uh, you guys were talking about a few minutes ago. I don't think of Joey as much as I do, Nick. I don't know why. I think he's just been... He's I, been banged up a lot. I thought early on in his career he was going to be just unstoppable. I think injuries have truly impacted his career. Mm. I, I really do. I think he he's still good, but he's not. That was part of the problem, I think, with the Chargers. You got these big names, and they were far from... They were they were performing well under what they were supposed to. And how about you want to you wanna zig while everybody else is zagging, Kenny? You made an impassioned case on why Justin Herbert may not be that good. Well, uh, uh, just, just may. You said may not be that mm. good. May not be as good as everybody else says. And I'm like, huh. A quarterback that may not be that good statistically might be in the middle of the pack for a lot of quarterbacks. Maybe the head coach was better than we thought having that team at 500 in his three years there. Just saying. Oh, interesting. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Two years or three? How long was Brandon there? Staley? Yeah. Two. Two. Okay. Two years and change. He was two 500. Years. Yeah, two and a half. Sorry. Yeah. He was 500 coach, 24 well, and 24. I'm not the... Do I really have to explain myself about no. Herbert again? No. Okay. It's, it's not show. him. It's everything that surrounds him. We're brought yeah. to you by Extend Technologies. You have asked me several times why I don't believe the cap is real. And I never give you great answers because you, we talked about Nick Chubb. Well, actually, I do give you great answers, but I, I have to dust off the argument. I was thinking about this the other day. We bring up Nick Chubb, and I said, well, Andrew Barry's telling you he's going to have to restructure. And immediately you turn, wow, well, I can. The cap isn't real. <laughs> and what the cap does, and this is what I was thinking about, and this is an uncomfortable conversation to have. The cap allows you to be a bad guy without being a bad guy. That's what it does. It protects you from – the cap protects you from 10-year contracts – uh, it protects you. It's supposed to protect you from contracts you can't get out from. Well, we know there's one that we can't get out from. Um, the cap is supposed to protect you from being the jerk, getting you yelled at by your fan base. That's why what, look, with Nick Chubb is a special scenario. The fans love him. He plays a position that most people would say, ah, it's a dime a dozen, you can find a new one. The position itself, yes, but I said I always say you got to look at the people. The players playing the position is different. There are guys who are on teams that play different positions. They are invaluable to those. At one point, Phil Dawson was our most invaluable player that we had. Um, so there are different guys, and 
<clears throat> I mean, you look at the Ravens historically over the last how many years, where does Justin Tucker rank in importance? Pretty high up. Vital. Yeah. Yes. So we look at guys in, in totally different ways. But people say, well, kickers are important. Well, I don't know. You can always just sign another guy, and he seems to make kicks and things like that. So it just depends on your outlook on things and how important they are and how much, how bad you need a kicker that week. With Nick, he's due to make 11.7 next year, almost 11.8. And I said, well, you gotta rest- you're probably going to have to restructure that deal, spread it out, give him some now, give him some later. It's a, it's a $4 million dead cap hit. Can you lower that for the future? And And... Make sure he's on the team because you got to give him a chance to come back as a Brown. Now, I again, I, I'm hoping that he's going to be 100%, but he's also 28 years old, and that was a terrible injury. You got to give Nick the chance to come back as a Cleveland Brown. It's it's for your fan base, and I don't care what anybody says. You got to think about winning. They don't always just think about winning. They think about winning. They don't always think about winning all the time, 100%. They also think they do. Owners think about this, no matter what anybody wants to say, owners are thinking what you guys are thinking about all the time. And to some degree, maybe what we're thinking about. But they're not going to let us make the decisions. They're going to make the decisions. Owners know who the fan favorites are. Owners know exactly who the fan favorites are. They're not stupid. They also know uh, some of the guys on the team the fans don't love so much. It's an entertainment business, and they know who entertains, and they know who the fans like. And that's who they want to march out there. And they know that Nick Chubb is a beloved figure in this community and somebody that... Browns fans all across the world love. And so it's going to be very difficult to move on from Nick Chubb. What the cap allows you to do in a different circumstance. Say there's a guy like Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to be a free agent. Maybe they'll bring him back. Maybe they won't. I don't think they will be able to because they had a lot of dead cap space going into this year and they got to do some things differently there. But say like Mike Evans is a free agent. Mike Evans has had a, I believe, 10-year career, 11-year career now with the uh, 10, 10 years. And he 10 was years. sensational. Yeah, with the Bucks, and he's been sensational. I mean, great from Texas A&M. I mean, you could say, I mean, right now you could maybe try to make the argument that he, he made Johnny in college, mm-hmm. but that's a different day. What it does is Mike Evans is a very well-liked Buccaneer, probably going to be, like if when he comes back in retirement, people are going to really like him and he won a Super Bowl and all that stuff. But... We all look at it and we go, well, the cap's the cap. You know, sorry, it's the way it goes. Well, the reason I say it's 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 not real is, remember, it's not – I always say to you, and no one wants to listen, guys, it's not federal law. This is an agreement amongst owners, amongst business people. There was one time Jerry Jones decided to break an agreement amongst owners, amongst business people, when it came to the Nike partnership. And the other owners – where, I mean, they were talking about trying to kick him out of the league when he decided to go and, and have Nike as his sponsor with the Dallas Cowboys and Pepsi and all the other things, Ford trucks and things like that. He wanted to go get his own money. And he basically showed them, because everybody calmed down and said, well, let's see what this is as, as, as money-making. And then they realized, okay, there are on-field apparel people that or uh, companies that supply us. So you got to be wearing Nike on the field. Okay, great. That's why, like, um, what's his name? Mike Riley couldn't wear a suit because Nike didn't make a suit at the time. Mm -hmm. He wanted to wear a suit. You couldn't wear a different brand. Jerry Jones showed them that you can have the official so-and-so of Browns training camp, the official whatever of Browns camp, the official whatever of the Browns, all the stuff. And then there's the official of the NFL. And when you're on an NFL football field, you got to be wearing what the NFL has. But when you're at home and you're in a – 
practice facility or whatever, I'm sure there's other laws that say that or other, excuse me, agreements, rules that say that. But you can wear what the Browns wear. You can have Lake Erie uh, College of Medicine on your practice jersey. You can have all that stuff. And that's what Jerry Jones did. And I, and I think about that all the time. And I say, he broke an agreement. If somebody really wanted to, if they really wanted to, they could go and say, I'm not following along. And there are probably things against you that, that show significant penalties that would be levied against you that would cripple your organization. But what it is, it's an agreement amongst business people, and that is it. I don't know. They could probably try to sue them if they wanted to, but I'm sure there's things that if you are over the cap for this long, you're losing this draft pick. If you're over the cap for this long, you're losing this draft pick. If you're over the cap for this long, you're being fined. If you're over the cap for this long, you know we're going to have a meeting about you. All the, all the other things, you can do that. But if you get one owner to do it and another owner goes, you know what, I'm going to go with them and do it, then you just have baseball. Yes, the the, the Yankees nobody, for so long doing wants. what they want, and then the Dodgers go, we make a we make an ass load of money. We're going to do it too. The, the 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 Red Sox were with that, and so when mm. I say the cap isn't real, it's because it's not a federal law. You're not going to take me to the Supreme Court over an agreement between owners, unless there's real antitrust laws going on. Then maybe you could try to find something there. And so that's what I say, and I go, it's a way to get out of contracts without looking like a jerk. Because we all look at it and go, well, you know, he's been a great Cleveland Brown for a long time, but you know, Bob, you know, we we just got we gotta make we gotta make concessions here. And these are one of the things. Cause you know why? Because they always sign the guys they absolutely need. There are certain guys that they make sure they have on every single team. And that's why you never really see a quarterback walk. You never see it. They always make sure they have it because they know it's the most important player on the team in terms of winning. 99% of the time, the most important when it comes to exposure, when it comes to money, when it comes to advertising, revenue, everything. They are, they are a part of the front office in a lot of ways for some of these teams. And we've seen where they've, they've absolutely lost on them. So it's an easy way to not look like the a-hole when you have to part ways with a safety who's been there 10 years. That's uh, just the way it is. Remember Jerry Rice at the end with the San Francisco 49ers. Everybody's talking about, it's just a shame Jerry has to go. It's just a shame Jerry has to go. You didn't have to, you have to move on from Jerry Rice. Who says you have to move on from Jerry? Oh, the cap says you have to move on from Jerry Rice. You could assign Jerry Rice to a contract like baseball, sign him for 10 years and go, yeah, you know what, we're going to have to pay the fiddler on this later on. Like they do with every baseball player that's ever gotten a 10-year deal worth $300 million. Because we all know they're not going to be worth it at the end of it, but you're paying on it because there's no cap. And you're going to make enough money and you're hoping to win enough that it's going to be worth it in the back end. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say every time we talk about the cap. It's it's only real. It's real to those who believe it. Um, and we're in the I, NFL and we have to we have to abide by the agreed yeah. rules amongst the owners. So in our world, it's real. I, I don't disagree with anything you just said. I, I don't gr- disagree with it at all. What uh, to me I kind of have to laugh at is when laugh. I see Browns fans – act like Andrew Barry and the front office have mastered the salary cap in a way that the other GMs can't even in a million years can't even conceive. They have That's, mastered they have mastered a cap in ways that other Browns general managers yeah. could not conceive. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. And you know, previous Browns regimes structured 
cap in a in a bad way. Like they understand because they have some safety here. They they have some security. They know they're going to be here. They don't need to do anything rash, salary cap wise. And they have an owner willing to spend. But you know there are other richer owners too. There are other there are other wealthy owners that would love to spend some money to if if it meant giving their team a better shot. But like as we know, you know the Browns did get outbid on pass rushers last year. And on defensive linemen, you know, they didn't just get the best at every position. They they had to make sure it made sense with the confines of the cap. And going into this offseason, they're not just going to throw the most money by 8 million years at every player mm-hmm. available. No, mm-hmm. th- th- this is where they do have to manage their situation. The restructuring of Deshaun Watson is uh, is going to happen. That is a, not even a debate. Like, we understand that's going mm-hmm. to happen. But to, to act like there's not risk in yeah. all these moves, yeah. there is. There's and, a reason every other team doesn't structure these contracts yeah. exactly the same and way every single time. Exactly. And let's take this guy and make this a signing bonus, and we'll convert the rest of the salary. We'll restructure it. Yeah, until when? Until you no longer think he's going to be that valuable to you, mm-hmm. and you know you can get younger and cheaper. Yeah. But it's the cap. It's the cap. No, it's a way to tell old men they're no longer useful in your league. That's the way it is, and it's 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 honestly it's genius. It, you could say it's socialism. It's genius. I'm in Cleveland. I think the Browns have as good a chance as anybody else. I can't say that in any other sport we love. And they can't say people in Milwaukee. They just won a championship in the NBA. Their guy decided to stay, and they believe it's because of the own niceness out of the heart of Giannis Antetokounmpo and other people wanting to play. That's great for the NBA. In baseball, no fat chance. Uh, in all the other sports, fat chance. But in the the NFL, Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is part of the Rust Belt, Rust Belt is a long-standing, powerful franchise that apparently is supposed to train owners for the next level. Even though I. Owners' egos are never going to allow that. Yeah. I mean, come on. We all know the truth. But everybody thinks, well, I can't believe like David Tepper was a part owner of the Steelers. And yes, I know our history. Stop. But it's like, yeah, guys come up with their own ideas. They're businessmen. Mm. They have to learn the hard way. They all have to learn the hard way until finally it sinks in that it's just not going to work that way. Is that it for us today? Did you like my explanation there? I did. I just I thought we'd get into a big disagreement, but... I didn't at all. You didn't think we'd get into a disagreement? Or you I thought, thought we, we would. would? Why? I thought we would scream and shout. Now, and... were you just not paying attention? You no. just let me riff? Or... I was I was paying attention to the whole damn well, what thing. What did you think we'd disagree on? I, I on, on the salary cap and, hey, the Browns can just the Browns can just go spend this offseason, go get the top ten players of free nope. agency. Like there's, nope. There's there, a, there, there are, are penalties be limits and there are rules that are agreed upon amongst the owners. And and the Nick Chubb thing is uh, would be very concerning – if I thought he wasn't coming back, I do think he'll be back. I do think they will. They will come to a. Uh, they will come to an I'd agreement. Be sick. I also know that the Browns know, or the Browns are assuming, they're going to be diminishing returns now for Nick Chubb. You know, they're hoping that he can pick up where he left off, but my guess is they have taken into account that they are not expecting the same Nick in Chubb the, in the cold. No, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it on the air. I don't need anybody on Reddit to get it, and that's it. Mm. I'll tell you off the air. Mm. It has nothing to do with Nick's future or anything like that or the Browns. That, that's not proprietary or anything like that. That's not what I mean by it. It is a general thought. Now I almost have to say it. It is a thing where... <sighs> okay, what do you think of Derrick Henry and his future? I think he's done... 
in uh, Tennessee. And, well, okay. Do you think that there is going to be diminished returns in 2024 for Derek? Yeah, Henry? I don't think he can be a workhorse back the way he's been. I, I look at him as maybe a Leonard Fournette at the end with Tampa Bay. I mean, he was not a big mm-hmm. yards per carry guy, mm-hmm. but when you needed a first down, he could do it, right? Well, there are people who will make passionate arguments for Derrick Henry. I mean, hell, he ripped off like a 70-yarder in Week 18. And they go, this doesn't have to be the end of Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Why? I, I mean, I listen there, and there's people going, why does this have to be the end? Why do they have to do this? This doesn't need to happen with Derrick Henry. What, who's saying this has to end? I think we were talking to Aditi, and she had mentioned it even. Not today, but this has happened previously. I hope I'm, I hope I'm right. I, I don't want to misquote her. If he comes back and he's not the same, Everybody will be able to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not like I used to get a little bit perturbed because it was to me it was the LeBron principle. When LeBron came back in 2014, you know, there were people who were going, oh, does he still have the same type of explosion? Is he starting to age? I'm looking at one person in particular right now. I in call front it me. Pet Cemetery. Um, he went yeah. away, came back, wasn't the same. Uh, well, there you go. And uh, then he had three weeks off or two weeks off, and then he was amazing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No matter how you do it. Anyway, that's that's where I fought because there were people going, "Hey, does Nick Chubb still have the same explosion?" And they were doing that when he was twenty six. And if he's good, if he still has it, it's going to be apparent that he still has it. If it's not, and like this year, God forbid, were to be his last in twenty twenty four. I think it would be understandable to everybody. So it it just it behooves you to give you to give him the chance to prove himself with the Cleveland Browns because I swear to God if you were to allow him if you were to say, you know what, we couldn't come to an agreement and we had to make a very tough decision today for the good of our football team and we had to let Nick go. And he went to like Tampa Bay or so I shouldn't say Tampa Bay cuz you know who's yeah. down there. But if he went somewhere else and all of a sudden he was just Nick, there'd be people who'd never forgive you. Now, if you went out and you won 14 games this year, there'd, yeah, probably, there'd be, be some people thing. who'd forgive you. But if you were not what you were supposed to be this year, there'd be people who'd never forgive you. Never, ever, ever forgive you over that. They love this guy, and he's one of the rare guys in, tw- in the 2020s that is really, I think, more than just a vessel for enjoyment. I think most players in the NFL today and sports today are a vessel for enjoyment. And if they choose to care a little bit more about you, that's fine. Like people I think do care in Philly about Jason Kelsey. I think he's finally he's broken through the Philadelphia exterior and has became a beloved character in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which is extremely tough to do because they seem to hate everybody. Um, Nick is that guy here. Nick is that guy. So yeah, I didn't want to. I just didn't want to sound bad or anything, or make anybody think, think there was bad. any ideas. But it's just good, great, bad, whatever it is. It is just in their best interest to work something out for him and see, you know, what type of what type of running back he is coming back. And hopefully, he's a hundred percent looking great. So there you go. Got any weird parting shot to say? Just work on your coming in hots for tomorrow. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do with that segment. Might be the end. I don't know. You know, they yell at us for dumping. It's like, guys, there are rules. Federal Communications Commission. And there are rules there, guys. All right. That at the end? All right. Goodbye. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 